All right, guys, welcome to another episode of High and Wide Radio with Derek Settlemeyer. I'm Jim here as always with Jack. An exciting episode for you guys. The last couple episodes have been pretty darn good. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This one's going to be just as good. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, a lot to get to. Boys, what's going on? Not a lot. Yeah, <laughs> not, not not much now, you know. <laughs> there was an announcement just before we logged on tonight uh, for the Jack Adams Award winner. And to, I think, everyone's surprise, it was not AV, but it was also not John Tortorella. But Bruce Cassidy won the award, head coach of the Boston Bruins. What What's kind of your guys' reaction there? Well, mine is uh, I'm a little surprised it wasn't uh, Torts or AV. Uh, honestly, I don't. I mean, I don't want to. I'm not saying anything bad about uh, sure, Cassidy. Sure. I just didn't. Oh, you know, like Islanders. their team's already established. You know, they're in the finals last year. I mean, no, I don't know. I think uh, AV and. Uh, AV and Tort, I mean, Torts, you know, he lost, I mean, gosh, how many guys, I mean, how many top-notch players did he lose last year? And, you know, that team's just always, they're always a tough team to play against. But, uh, you know, in the Navy, you know, we didn't make the playoffs last year, and um, maybe he turned it around. So I think it could have gone either way to those two, but I didn't have a vote, so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this was a discussion of debate for us. Our community was pretty divided on this and uh there weren't many people in the bruce cassidy camp i can tell you that this was split down the middle uh i don't want to sound too much like a homer but i was definitely pulling for av we seen how bad that the hacksaw error was and what have you and how quickly av came in turned everything around and we were easily the hottest team in hockey knocking off a very good columbus team who as you alluded to lost a lot of people had a lot of new personnel in there, and Tortorella kept them on the up and up. And they, early on, they were a very strong team, and uh, we thought they'd be picking like first or second overall. And here they were in the bubble with us. Um, that being said, <laughs> I always felt that a lot of thought goes into these votes. So when you see a guy like Bruce Cassidy win, you go, "Oh, well, his team had the best record." Um, is that what we're doing now? We were that's as far as our thinking caps go. We just pick the. Points total of the league, and like that's, I feel like that's never really been done before. Um, I, I believe Barry Trotz won it last year, right? And it, the Islanders didn't finish in first place, so you know it was kind of a similar story to AV, honestly. So this is this seems very, I almost want to say rushed, and also it, it blindsided everybody because it seems very basic, and I don't think anybody saw this coming. And I'm so, I'm very disappointed because this is it's borderline silly. You know, but I, I mean, we'll see if something comes out and they say whatever they say. But it's going to be very hard to convince me and a, a lot of the community. I, pretty much anybody in Boston is probably scratching their head right now. Yeah, I, I agree. Derek, let me ask you: if you're if you're in that locker room, which you know you were for a very long time, and a coach like and a coach gets nominated, even I mean any player really, Coots is up for Selkie this year. I mean the I'm sure the guys know it, but. You know, do they kind of juice the guy up at all? Do they give him? Do they rib him at all, or what? Like, what? Do you, how do you guys handle that? If anything, they'd be ribbing him a bit, you yeah. know. But I'm trying to think. I was just as you said that. I was trying to think if that's ever happened. Remember, like I somebody remember, was nominated for an award. Yeah, <laughs> on it. Yeah, I remember he was the last flyer coach to win one. Yeah, and I'm just trying to think if 
I don't know if I've ever had a, another coach that was even in the running for it. I was trying to think if Lavi was maybe, but he should have well, been. Yeah, that one year. Well, I, they do. The, the voting happens before the playoffs, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, oh, the, the year, year they went on the, the run. Year yeah. to the finals. If it was after that, you'd you you know, Lavi might have been in it. But anyway, yeah, I don't know if I've ever uh, had a guy other than Billy, but I was kind of with the Phantoms then anyway, so. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that uh, I would bust his balls, you know. Hey, you must be the best coach in the league, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better start. They they would be like, you better acknowledge your players because, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Without me, you got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's too funny. So, yeah, Bruce Cassidy wins the Jack Adams Award. I think the – is the Selkie tomorrow? Do you guys know? I believe so. I think so. What I'm, what I'm reading on Twitter, yeah. Okay. And that's uh, Couturier, Bergeron, and Ryan O'Reilly? Yeah, so I think that means um, uh, John LeClaire is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be an interesting one. I mean, uh, well, I'll ask you guys this, because I don't think it's necessarily a snub about the, uh, I mean, obviously Bobby Ryan was announced for the Masterton Trophy. Congratulations to Bobby Ryan. Uh Derek, you actually have a relationship with uh, Bobby Digital. Have you talked to him since? <laughs> Bobby did. Yeah, I talked to him. <laughs> I did talk to him yesterday. He's he's awesome. He's such a good guy, man. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was happy for him. You know, he. I don't know if you guys saw. He did an interview a while back, and he, you know, he was he was nominated, and and uh, whoever was interviewing him, he, you know, it's just the way he is. He, he was like, you know, mine was self inflicted. These other two deserve it more than me but he was appreciative of being, you know, uh, nominated. And, you know, he, he said in his statement, uh, yesterday or the day before, you know, like he put his family through a lot with, with everything, you know, obviously not wanting to do that, but that's what happened. You know, it was a tough time for him. I talked to him, um, you know, a lot this year and then, you know, he went away for a bit, so he can't really talk then. And then once he was finished, I was able to talk to him quite a bit, but he's, he's awesome. I was happy for him. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think next year, once Oscar gets the season under him, I think Oscar's a no brainer for winning that next year. You know, I saw a lot of people were saying something about it. You know, Oscar's only got to come back, which was the greatest thing ever. I mean, you know, I don't think anyone's going to say it's not, um, you know, it was, it was almost rewarding just having the guy back, you know, um, And, you know, I think next year he he should get that um, award. But, you know, that's next year. But anyway, I was happy for Bob, for Bobby. Bobby. I, <laughs> that was well said. And I'm glad you brought up how he was very, um, you know, I did this to myself because you could tell just the kind of guy he is. And uh, that made me pull for him more because I didn't think Oscar was going to get it either. And it felt like Oscar's a shoe moon for next year because we'll have been back from what he did. And, you know, Bobby Ryan, he's a uh, local guy. I remember we, we as Flyers fans, really wanted him when he was with Anaheim for a while. He was in almost every rumor to the point where, I don't know what draft it was, but Holgram was constantly talking with the GM of the Anaheim Ducks. And I'm watching it, thinking, this trade's going to go down. Found out later, kept changing the trade. Things kind of fell apart. But man, that I we all wanted Bobby Ryan, and you know he seems like a really good guy. He's very um, uh, humble. He's very humble, yeah. and it, it, I'm I'm very happy for him. That, that's awesome, and we'll you know we'll see what happens from here. Um, 
but that was good to see. That was a uh, one decision I felt was was right in the voting for for a change. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it was. <clears throat> I feel like that's got to be a tough one if if you're the player, you know, like not that you should. F- I don't want to say you, you know, maybe they feel bad for winning it, but like there's no loser in that. Like, all, right. uh, what I what I kind of saw, and I don't want to get too far into this, was people trying to discredit a guy because their guy didn't win. And it's like, there's no loser in this award. Like they already won. The award is just something else. You know, they already already They overcame so much. And I, I enjoy, I like the way that they did it because, you know, God willing, no one's going to have to go through anything like this next year. Like with uh, Steven Johns or Oscar Lindblom, Bobby Ryan, give it to Bobby Ryan this year and give it to one of the other guys next year. You know, it's yeah. two out of the three, get it, you know, and you solve it. There you go. There's you solve your problem. But yeah. so, not to dwell too much on that. I just thought that was cool because we were talking. Every time I wa- every time I'm going to say uh, Bobby Ryan, I say Bobby Digital now. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Digital. Like yeah. yeah, but we, <laughs> we were talking about him a couple weeks ago. I'm like, oh, there you go. You want to you want to master it? And good for him. Yeah. So let's move on and let's talk about your first official season as head equipment manager of the Philadelphia Flyers in 2006, 2007. Man, what a year to take over uh, as head equipment manager. Yeah, it was it was wild. That's for sure. <laughs> we're very successful. Actually, it was the worst year ever in Flyers history, I believe. Yeah, uh, the fortieth year. But uh, it was. Um, I was obviously excited. Um, then I mean, I it, it sucked losing all the time, but guys competed, and you know there was a lot of moves made that made the team better for the future, and uh, it was awesome. I mean, I had I still had a blast, even though we weren't very good. <laughs> So I have like, a question. I have yeah, a question. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but you had just gone from being with the Phantoms and setting up, um, you know, I could be off of some of the names here, but like getting the equipment ready for like Neil Little and Peter White to jumping up to Peter Forsberg. What was that like? Yeah, you know what? So we were in the same building. So I was in and out anyway. So I kind of knew, you know, I knew the guys anyway, because it was funny. My, where my office was is where everyone walked by to go up to the gym. So, I mean, you could come in my office and I could have Forsberg sitting in there, even though I was with the Phantoms or, you know, didn't matter. Guys were always in and out. And actually, Hitch used to lose it. it was Hitch. 10-inch Um <laughs> Hitch used to come by and I would have, I'm not, I'm not at line either. Like, my office wasn't very big. I have, would have Jeff Carter, Mike Richards. Randy Jones, um, who else? My, Myers was on that team. Freddie Myers, R.J. Umberger. There was a few guys, uh, Sharpie, and they would be like sitting Indian style in my office, and a couple at the door, and then I had chairs. And Hitch would come by and be like, "What are you guys doing in here? Like, Get <laughs> out! He's the Phantoms guy, you know." Like, it would, I'm just like. Shut up, Hitch. Wait, like, is, that, is that Hitchcock or Phil Kessel? I was going to say. <laughs> Why you know, when I was telling you guys that story about Cass, I was thinking I got to at some point tell you the story about Hitch because he's like, he's got the high pitched voice too. You know? Oh my God. Oh. But uh, anyway, he would come by and he'd be like, What are you guys doing in that Saddlemeyer's office? That's what he would say all the time. But he was great to me. I only had him eight games the next year. I was lucky because. Hitch was awesome, but he could he had his days, but he was really nice to me. And because of Johnny Stevens, he loved Johnny Stevens. So Johnny was down as the assistant and they became close over the summer. 
And Johnny was like, this is my guy. Like, you're going to love him, blah, blah, blah. So Hitch was awesome to me. Like, Hitch, there would be days where Hitch would come walking down the uh, hallway and you could say hi to him and he wouldn't even say good morning to you. It just, his, because he was, but he would always be like, young Derek. That's what he called me, young Derek. Young <laughs> Derek. That's it's all I ever said. Young Derek, you got to relax. <laughs> Why did you have to relax? <laughs> was the doing? Like the, the very first game we had, uh, <laughs> we were playing in pit. My first game, my first official game, we played in pit. We lost three rip, but uh, uh, Hitch, I went into the coach's office and it was Johnny Stevens, Terry Murray. God, who was the other coach? And then Hitch and someone else we had. I can't remember who the other guy was. But anyway, I went in there and I had, I was like bouncing off the walls. I had Red Bulls and I had maybe some other stuff. <laughs> so I was like, I was fired up, you know, like, uh, and I just went in and I was like, come on, Hitch, you ready? And I'm like, right, like right in front of him. I'm like, let's go. And then he goes, Jesus Christ, you got to calm down, young Derek. You got to be calm, cool and collected. I'm like, okay, Hitch. I was like, just be ready. Here, you know? like, he laughed. Like other guys are like, I can't believe he's not like telling you to get the F out of his office. Like, because anyone else did that, he would. But I think because of Johnny, he liked me. I made him laugh all the time. I just messed with him all the time. And oh, he, I'm picturing he, him with that face like, and that little mustache. Oh, yeah. It's a big man. <laughs> yeah. With a little mustache. But I, he, what I was going to tell you guys is we were playing in, uh, we played in Continental Airlines Arena. Remember, we're, Devils used to play in that old yeah. barn, and uh, I called him. We get to the we get to the arena. Me and a guy worked with me, and uh, they had had a flood, so the carpets were wet. So I believe it was like it came from the toilets. Uh, the water had like the whatever oh, happened. Shit. So they're like, we gotta we're bringing people in. We're pulling the carpets. We gotta like dry lay new stuff we had a game that night so i called hitch and i said hey i don't think we're gonna be able to skate and he's like what what are you talking about you know i got i'm just said he goes i'm on my way i'll see you in a minute so i'm like all right so he comes in and he sees everything going on he goes so he calls whoever he called someone and said you know let's keep everyone there we'll, we'll have a meeting we're not gonna be able to skate so we're like all right so i start taking down the practice jerseys and all of a sudden, he's he walks over to where the stereo is. <laughs> I have this thing of gum, like I always have bubble gum, different kinds uh, for the guys. And uh, he starts ripping through the gum. And he's chewing, and he goes, "Young Derek, what's that song? My hips don't lie." And I'm like, "What?" And he goes, yeah, "That song, my hips don't lie." And I'm like, "Shakira, yeah, put that on." What? I'm like, "Are you serious?" He goes, "Yeah, you have it." And I said, "Yes." I put this song on. He listens to the whole song, tapping his right foot, chewing gum, chewing gum. Why? Like, because, you know, the, the, it's that bubble gum that, like, the flavor lasts for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. And so he was, he literally went through 25 pieces of gum, and he's just tapping his foot, listening to the song, and then the song ends. He goes, all right, see you guys tonight. And he walks out. Hell? And I'm looking at my the guy who's working with me, and we're like, did, did that just happen? Like, why did I not just video this? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if our phones had video, then, but because it was a long time ago. But I, what's we were always still even to this year, we'd say, what's that song? My hips don't lie. <laughs> oh my god, it was hilarious. I mean, kind of was, he, was he in a suit? Like, what was he in? Oh, was he in practice gear? Nope, in a suit. Just came and he didn't even change because he knew he couldn't. 
he couldn't do anything. So he just turned around and left. But it was just, That's I just so odd. That. It was hilarious, though. If you could I wish someone would have walked in and seen him, like just besides me and the other guy, but. <laughs> I wonder if he remembers that. Like, I wonder if that's not even like a memory for him, like how it is for you. Uh, I don't know. That man, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I bet you. I bet you. Maybe not that moment, but that song, I bet you. Oh, he would remember. <laughs> he probably would. I haven't like, seen, I can't remember the last time I saw him. Oh, my God. I'm never going to, like, whenever I hear that song again, I'm just going to think of Ken Hitchcock now. Oh, he, listen, he tapped his foot to that song. He loved it. <laughs> That is something else. Oh, my God. I think I said to him, you, you know what Shakira looks like, Hitch? She's, she's pretty nice. Yeah. He's like, I just want to hear the song, young Derek. Put the song on. I'm like, <laughs> young Derek. Oh, my God. I, I, I cannot picture that guy that I saw on the bench. Like, oh, yeah. at all. He always looks angry. You yeah. know how many, t- he, he, how many times I saw him in only eight or nine games, whatever he lasted, year i was there his big thing is when he he's always yelling f like and it's high pitched right (laughs) and so he yells all the time and but when he does it he always leans back and hits the glass there would be people like leaned up trying to see i saw him at least hit six people (laughs) right in their face or coke whatever they were drinking at least six in only like eight games i'm not kidding you (laughs) And I think I think three three were in one night at home. I think it was our home opener that year. I'm pretty sure it was a home opener because I he started got three counting. people in one game. He got three people because he kept while well, he's moving and he kept and those the glass there moved <laughs> very easy. And if you know, he's a big guy, you know, and he yeah. was hit back, you know, he yell. <laughs> and we were like, oh my! I remember I remember looking at Johnny Stevens going, he's hit three people in the like looking up with their drinks like made them drop their drinks it was, it was he would have set a record if he, <laughs> he would have been there all year for sure oh my god let me ask it because he i always thought of him as more of like a serious kind of guy like uh I, well let me ask you this is there such a thing as a player's coach and uh a guy that i perceive ken hit ken hitchcock to be as more of uh you know, it's, this is how it's going to be, and you guys are going to play this way type coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think your best coach, uh, players coach that I've ever been around is is Craig Berube. It's it's not even. And Johnny Stevens. Johnny Stevens is good too. John, Johnny Johnny is good, but but Chief best players coach because he had fun with the players. He told them what he thought. He didn't sugarcoat anything, and I think. Guys appreciate that. Like, I know stories, like, with Chief, because you guys know he's one of my best friends. Like, he tells me stuff about the Blues all the time, and I, I don't want to say anything, really, because that's not my – you know, no, it's nothing bad. It's nothing sure. bad. It's just, like, some things where he's had tough conversations with guys. Um, but they respect him. You could see it in their play last year, you know. I mean, you can tell now. Like, I know a few of the guys on their team, and they just they just love him. But he's he's hard on you. Like, you could ask any of the guys here. Like, I know Rafi and Jake. I mean, they absolutely loved him. Like, he's their favorite guy. They actually send me little things of him. Like, we'll send them back and forth. Like, if they see something to Chief, they'll send it. Like, when he did an interview a few weeks ago, and they said, you know, what do you think the difference in the game was? And he goes, we scored more than they did. <laughs> <laughs> so, that Rafi sent me that the other night. And he's like, this guy's unbelievable. I was like, well, 
was true. I mean, they were they were scoring four to five goals a game, but they weren't winning. But anyway, you're right about like Hitch. I, I love Hitch. He was good to me, but I would not call him a player's coach. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like like what kind of like judging by your stories, it almost sounds like, you know, he's a fun loving kind of guy. Like what was he? I guess because I kind of perceive Laviolette to be, uh, you know, similar in that way. Like, what what are these two guys? How are they alike, and and what are they like in the locker room? I imagine it's all business kind of thing, you know. Yeah, well, Lavi, I would say, I would say Lavi's kind of a player's coach. Like he he's really wound up. He gets really if you could if you guys ever watch, you see him on the bench. Like when he starts losing, and he's as red as an apple. Like I mean. He gets he gets fired up, but he's a lot of fun to be around. Like okay. he's a fun guy. Like he's got a great personality, super funny. Like I loved him during the games because he was so intense. I guys used to yell at me because I had the you know that stuff you get at GNC like uh, those workout pills that get you wound up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous because you're like shaking. Like I bet at my age now I would never take one because. <laughs> <laughs> freaking heart attack yeah i mean seriously like you get sh- like light. i get like that now yeah just too many so, cups of coffee so well so La- uh Lavi would come in he'd have about from the time he got there i'd say 3 30 till before the game he'd probably have six cups of black coffee five to six and then i bought him these red bull shots Okay, so it's like a full can of Red Bull and these little things, almost like five hour energies, but they were like made by Red Bull. And then I gave him one of my, uh, one of those workout pills. They yeah. were red, white. And he goes, What's in these things? And I'm like, I don't know. Like they're just GNC, you know, but he always wanted them and he would be losing it. Like, and <laughs> like, stop giving him those pills. Like he can't even. Can't even think straight. Who said that? All the players. <laughs> Don't give him those pills anymore. And I'm like, boys, he's asking for them, you know. Like, and so he was just, but he was, he's just a competitive guy, you know. Like he gets wound up during the games, but he was a lot of fun. Hitch was more of, obviously X's and O's. Um, a lot of video with Hitch. You know, it, it. You know, when you start getting guys tied up for 40 minutes, like before a game, they're like. <sighs> You know, they're falling asleep. And although the man does know the game, you can't argue that. Like, he knows hockey. Um, Chief played for, for Hitch in junior, you know, like in Kamloops, I believe. But uh, that was the biggest difference. Like, Lavi made everything fun. Lavi, Lavi was a great speaker. Like, this guy's speeches, like, you ready to go play yourself, you know, just listen. I loved being in a room for his talks before the game. I mean, all 80, you know, 82 regular season games. And you get in the playoffs. He always had some sort of different thing going for the week. Like he'd bring in a this box with something in it, and be like, "All right, player of the week gets this whatever's it." And it would be something so stupid, like, yeah. but the guys loved it. You know, like yeah. they really did. He just he always had something going. He and I'm not talking about the island. <laughs> Not talking about the. I think we talked about that one time. Not talking about the. Hey, island. but if you want to go into it a little bit more, that's all right. No, I, um, no, it was just like. Uh, just he just had always had these little fun things and he always had gifts like he'd bring everybody gifts in and it'd be something he saw like on an infomercial at four in the morning you know like just <laughs> so dumb but guys got a kick out of it does that kind of stuff wear off at all because like i i think from a fan's perception you know we see laviolette you know we, you hear the term shelf life right 
Yeah. Uh, Laviolette will go to Carolina for three years. He'll go to Philadelphia for three years. Uh, now Nashville for, I think, three or four years. Uh, what What's the locker room like? Do they do you kind of notice that you know the he's losing the players or it's not like that at all? Like what what's the environment like in there? Um, because as as fans we see it like up oh, three years if things go south, Labby's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's um, it's hard to say if he lo- if they lose him. You know, like uh, I mean, I think I've seen that. I think unfortunately that may have happened with Hitch when I was here. I think it had just, you know, it was just time. Mm-hmm. You know, you hate to see anyone lose their job. I mean, it just sucks. But um, Labby, you know, we didn't have a very good year. The what the third year he was here, the what, the second full season he started, uh, I think was that his third year, and um, we didn't have a very good year. But he came back, and then remember they made the change three games in to Chief. Yeah. yeah. Um, and. It was, I don't know if you want to say he had lost the guys, but it was just different. You could feel something wasn't right. And even with him, I think he he didn't seem exactly the same. I don't know how to explain it to you. It wasn't anything bad. It was nothing bad. It just didn't seem, didn't feel right like it had before. Interesting. You know what I mean? You know, but it wasn't like guys going, I'm not playing for this guy anymore. You know, it wasn't anything like that. Because he would, like I said, he was a like, fun guy to be around. He he made things fun. Um, he laughed a lot. But, you know, I as far as guys, I think, like you said, if the question, you know, if guys are just kind of tired of playing, I, I think with Hitch, that was probably the first time I ever saw that in all my years. Like, where I felt like guys just were like, I mean, our his last game was the Buffalo game where we got beat like 8-1 or 8 nothing or yeah. something. And he left Eshi in the whole game. Eshi had made a comment in the morning about Hitch. Someone asked him something, and he made a comment. And then it wasn't Eshi's fault. We just weren't ready to play. And before you know it, it was 4 nothing, and he didn't make a move to pull him. He left him in there the whole game. That's a dick move. So it was – you kind of had that feeling leaving there, losing that game. We went to Tampa. I remember being in Tampa when it happened. Um, the next morning. So that was the first time I ever really saw it. Do you think that Hitchcock got a little bit of an unfair shake considering when the league changed after the year long lockout, the league rules changed significantly. And it seemed that the flyers were like the last team to adapt to the speed and to the rule change, really, with defense, we brought in guys like Terrian Hatcher, Mike Rathje. We brought Chris Terrian back, uh, you know, bigger guys. And we were taking penalties out the wazoo and other teams were skating circles around us. And it seemed to be the rule change, um, or I should say rules, um, we were the last team to adapt. And somehow our first year with Forsberg, we did make the playoffs uh, but after that, we had the worst season in franchise history. We broke a record for uh, point drop off. The year before, we were had like 101 points, and then the following season it was like in the 50s. Do you yeah. think because of how the team was structured that uh, Hitchcock got a, a bit of an unfair uh, shake with everything? Um, that's actually a good point because um, the league had changed. You're right. I mean, Rat Rat was hurt most of the time. That year, Ratchy, 
He, his back, poor guy, he can barely move. I don't even know how many games he played. I don't think he played many, but you're right about that. That that's a that's a good point. Like Hatch Hatch wasn't he wasn't moving like he did when he was younger, but he was smart enough to still play. But Ratchy, your rat couldn't move. Like he was he was hurt too. But um, yeah, he may have got a bad deal there. I mean, if you look at the the team though, like. I think we'd sign Jeff Sanderson, nothing against Sandy, but I mean, he was, he was kind of done, you know, like who else did we have? Uh, Sanderson was a guy. I, I read was, Peter Nedved was on the team. Wasn't he like 35 at the time? He was. And then he ended up getting sent down because chief had him. His chief was coaching the Phantoms. Him and uh, Nico Dimitrakos. If you remember that? There's a the name, man. <laughs> Where my boy is, kid. He did the Boston accent. So he'd always say to me, why you stick? Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we had, we weren't, if you look at the ride, it wasn't that good. Like, um, I have to, I hate to say that, but it wasn't that great. Um, but yeah, he, maybe that was, that did have a little bit something to do with it. You're right. It's pretty, it's a good point. I never thought of that. Did, now I, this, I can't remember. Did, when did Primo get hurt? Was it the season before? Yeah, because, uh, Prems was, um, he was around my first year and he was skating a little bit, but he obviously he never, he never played. I don't even think he was close to playing, but he did skate a little bit. Cause I was, we were messing with helmets and visors, like 10 advisors and stuff for his eye, you know, cause his head obviously had concussion issues. Um, but he never, he never played when okay. I was there. Actually, Fopa was named the captain. Oh, there you go. That there, that's it then. Okay. So yeah, I think he. I might have had the seasons mixed up, but he only played like nine games, maybe less, and went out with the concussion. And yeah. uh, I guess he never played the next year, and then that would make sense why Forsberg would be named captain. It seemed like him and Gagne were the only things going. But I checked. I saw Forsberg. He was a poor per game player, but it looked like he only played forty games, and he was even traded at one point. So that means he was probably barely playing with the Flyers. Um, I mean, yeah, I looked at the roster. It's pretty rough. Um, did we trade for Marty Biron? Is that how we acquired? Yeah. It looks like Ninamaki played most, and Ash played most of the early games. Yeah, we got Marty. We got Marty Mar uh, at round of the deadline. Um, and uh, you're right, because Ashy wasn't dressing. It was Marty and, um, and Nitty playing the games at the end there. And then Marty obviously resigned, but yeah, it, we, you know, we picked up Uppy and we got uh, per, uh, Parent, Ryan, uh, Ryan Parent, and that deal for FOPA. Probably a draft pick, too, I think. I don't remember who it would have been, but um, trying, we got Cobra that year for Zitnik, I believe. Yes, that, I remember that one for sure. Yep. Kobe. Top NHL name. Yeah. He's, <laughs> what, you know what his nickname was? What? The Godfather? He was the man. This guy. Was he really? Oh my! What a, God, what a beauty. We that we love that guy. We never wanted him to go. We were like, no. I told him, we're like, don't trade this guy, man. He's awesome. Why was he the Godfather? That was his nickname. That's he got that nickname. I don't know. It's when he came. I think the guys at Buffalo told us that was his nickname. But you talk about him. Man, this guy was awesome. I, I, you know, I don't even know where he is. I haven't talked to him in years. I wish I could because he was, he was awesome guy like i love so many questions about alexi shitnik now <laughs> he was the man he 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 was awesome he he sat in my office a lot while he was he wasn't with us long 
but he was he was I love talking to that guy. He was awesome. I'm looking at some of the names. I mean, maybe skill wise, not the greatest roster, but it's a it's number one, a fun group of guys. And before yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of want to talk about you a little bit here because, like, this is it for you. This is like your dream job, isn't it? Like you're finally head equipment manager of the Philadelphia Flyers after all these years, like you're finally there. Like, can you take us through that a little bit? Like, does it, did it feel different for you? Or like, I mean, you had to be proud. Like, what's that like? Yeah, it was, you know, like, I mean, I was through the roof. Like I was, it was the greatest, it was the greatest thing ever for me. Obviously it was a dream come true. Um, you know, I was thankful every single day I was there to be honest with you. Never, never, you know, took it for granted. That's for sure. But it was it was awesome, it, you know, training camp. I mean, I, I wasn't tired at all ever because <laughs> I was just so excited to be there and, you know, just being, you know, obviously I'd been in NHL and traveled and stuff, but I wasn't in charge, like, quote unquote, in charge, you know. Um, so it, it was it was an awesome feeling. It was even though this year, you know, my last day it was just always I'd, I'd be on the bench almost every game and just think to myself, this is the greatest job in the world you know like best seat in the house every night best sport yeah but uh yeah it was it was awesome it was awesome and so the next thing i want to ask you here i mean you seem like a pretty fun loving guy easy going dude like to have fun and you know your first year uh in the show as the head guy you're on a team with jeff carter mike richards riley cote ben eager uh, Todd Fedorik, like some of these names here, are like real like beauties. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. Uh, Scotty Upshaw, R.J. Umberger. Like, come on. It was it was fun. It was a lot of fun, man. We we had, you know, we were we were out of it. I remember we were in uh, Raleigh. We we're playing the Hurricanes, and I'm from North Carolina, so every time we would go there, I usually have a bunch of buddies come in and. Uh, my mom, I talked, we all, the whole team went out and I mean, coaches and everyone before the game, which it was supposed to be a dinner, but it turned into a bit of a rodeo. Obviously we were 50 points out of a playoff spot. Um, so it, we were at top of the hill and, and uh, Chapel Hill, like right near their campus. And I mean, it was, we had so much fun that night. It was a really, really late night. So my mom happened to call me around lunch and she said, I'll never forget that she goes, I was just listening to the radio show and like these people were calling in like some show that she left Fox. She listened to internet radio. I don't know. Some, some show. And someone's like, well, if you have any money and you want to bet, you better bet on the hurricanes. Cause I was partying with the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> Hill. And I said, I started laughing. I said, it's probably a good point, mom, but these guys play guilty. That's, that's the term in the locker room. You know, if you've kind of gotten in one, you're like, play guilty boys like you know you, <laughs> you know you're gonna win and we we got shit we got killed like we got killed. <laughs> but it was funny and my mom messaged me after the game she's like i knew i should have bet on the game <laughs> she doesn't bet on anything but it was just funny that someone actually called the, the station and said that. that's too <laughs> these funny, guys man. are crazy <laughs> i mean there was everything going on it was it was awesome it was fun there's a great group of guys like so much fun you're right it was i was like whew like maybe it's good we're, we're finished a little early here <laughs> let the liver rest a little bit and you know get some yeah, rest I mean, yeah i mean top of dork like the fridge oh. are you kidding me 
Oh man, Riley Cote was a beast back then. Oh gosh, even, even Ben Eager, man, he could mix it up. I mean, Scotty Upshaw's party animal, no? Yeah, but Uppy got a bad rap. Like Uppy wasn't partying before games and stuff, which people were saying all the time, and he, he really wasn't. Him and Loops, what they call us? What they used to call them? The there was a nickname for them. Someone just said it to me the other day, but I felt bad a little bit for because they were getting in a little bit of trouble at the rink. And they weren't, they weren't guys that were like, they might go to dinner and have a beer or a glass of wine. But if it was a night before a game, they like they weren't getting loaded, you know. And I felt bad for them because they, you know, because they would be having dinner out, talking to some girls. Like, what do you want them to do? They're twenty three year old guys with money. Like, Jesus, yeah. Would you, you know, yeah? If you go into the club and it's two thirty and they're in there partying, okay, I get it. But like, yeah. guys having dinner and they you know, out of the restaurant by eight thirty nine. It's what's a big deal, but uh, the po- the 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 poon something they were. Called. <laughs> you know, Legion of poon. That's what. They- <laughs> oh my god. Legion of poon. That's what they were called. Oh god, I couldn't oh think of saying that. I just remembered Legion of poon. Said Legion of doom. Who but, came up with that? That was a fan thing, or they the players came up with it. Someone just said that somebody, some fan said it, and then the boys heard it, so it was pretty funny in the locker room. Legion of Putin. I love that. I really do. <laughs> I've got some stories that we can't talk about that would make you laugh. Just some yeah. crazy- All right. Well, let me ask you this one about Forsberg because I heard it and I thought it was hysterical. Um, I don't know how much you go out with the guys, but apparently one of his moves was he would go up to a girl he was interested in or whatever. This might be before he was married or what have you. Yeah. And he, he would kind of just do the whole, like, like these guys are these, everybody's recognizing me. I, I, I just want to be left alone. Can you just like talk to me and pretend that, you know, and it would like work like, every time. I, <laughs> I never saw him do that or hear, heard him do that. I don't even know if he needed to say anything, boys. Like, this guy could be sitting somewhere, and he was just, you know, IRL. He just Maybe had he got too big, and he just way about him. I mean, I never heard him say anything like that or do anything like that, so I can't say he did or he didn't. But, um, yeah, he was single back then, too, as okay. well. But, uh, you know, he was another guy. He wouldn't – he was uh, smart about – like, he wouldn't go out unless it was a green light area, you know what I mean? Like you knew you had a few days. Um, but he was, he was so awesome. Like the, the, one of the nicest people you could ever meet, like just a great guy. Did he do anything different in his preparation for the game? (sighs) No, like he, well, my year with him, he didn't play a lot Mm. or have those issues with his feet, you know, which he, plagued him a lot, you know, down the stretch of his career. Um, I think a lot of it was mental. Uh, I think we talked about it a little bit before, but he, he, um, the guy, like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. And uh, I would say to him, doesn't matter, dude, you're 80%. You're better. Than 85% of the league. Like my uh, feet just don't fit. You know, it's like, he just didn't feel right with his skates we had everything going on. Like we tried everything. I went the one day, one day I went up front and bought a pair of skates, stock skates, just, I think they were nine and a half or not. Yeah. They were nine and a half. He put them on. He practiced. He was flying boys. Like 
he had an unreal practice. Comes off the ice, guys are like, yes, like, blah, blah, He's like, felt awful, felt awful. We're like, what? Like, what are you talking about, dude? You were buzzing. He's like, ah, my feet feel like they're sliding around. Because he liked them. He got to where his feet were just curled up in them, his toes. And it was just, it was, it was crazy. You know, Paul Coffey was like that, too. He wore his skates really small, you know, Coff did. Um, but... You know, he was just, a, he was a great guy, man. But, but as far as your question, I'm not, I never heard him do say that. So I can't <laughs> think he did or he didn't. I, I don't know. I, I don't even know where I heard that, but it just seemed <laughs> something that was feasible. But yeah. you, you do bring up an interesting point about his feet because he played, he was drafted in what, like 92, you know, and it's like, he played so long. He's got a couple of cups under his belt. And then he starts having these feet issues. Did he ever say that he had this issue in Colorado or did it just kind of pop up when he was in Philly? You know, I think it's is after his few years there, like obviously he played in Quebec and then they went to Colorado. I think he started having some issues. Um, I don't think it was as crazy as it was when he got here. I mean, it got, it was bad here. And he had, he had a little bit of, he had some injuries too. Like he, he had a growing issue, which I think stemmed from the skates, but I'm not a medical person. So I'm not, I don't want to say that. I think it did though, because they were too small and it made his feet kind of turn, which messed with his knees and his growing. So that's my opinion on it. Um, I don't think it was as bad as it was once he got here that second year. Cause that was the, the first year. He was pretty much healthy. I don't know how many games he played, but obviously he played in the playoffs and everything. Even that year we traded him, I don't think he played. You'd have you, you guys may know better than me. I don't think he played in, in Nashville. If he did, it was only a couple games. I remember watching a playoff game, and I don't think he was playing. And we were like, "Wow!" Like you know, because some people were saying, "Oh, is he just not playing because he doesn't want to get hurt because he's getting traded?" And I'm like, "No, this guy's not like that, man. Done. He, he's not like that." But uh, I just think his he was he was messed up, you know, his feet. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's like that either. I, I heard a, a rumor, or maybe it was directly from some a player, uh, somebody at the time that said he had to talk Ed Schneider into allowing him to be traded because you know what's he going to do on a team that's fifty points out of a playoff spot? And then right. you know, I I could see Ed Schneider not wanting to get rid of a great player like that, but same time, like, you gotta let me go, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and that, that makes more sense to me than him preserving himself to be. Because if I remember correctly, he may have not even played the next year and then popped up back in Colorado down the road. I do remember him returning to Colorado at some point. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. They ha- they made a big deal of it. I don't even know how long how, how much he played, but I just remember he did return. He played at the Olympics. Oh, there you go. Okay, ten. And I was like shocked because I, I was our locker room was beside theirs, and I remember walking in one of the first days I got there, and he came around the corner and he grabbed me, and he was slim too, like he had slimmed down a lot, and he was like, "What do you think?" I got some pictures of him and I together there, but he's like, "What do you think?" I was like, "Dude, you look good," because he had lost a lot of weight. He's like, "Where's Homer? Is Homer here? I gotta show Homer. I want him to see me," because because they were always trying to get him to, you know, they thought he could be in a little bit better shape, but. Yeah, he. I don't remember if he. I think you're right though. I think he did go back to Colorado. Um, I think he did. 
but I, I know it, and it, I don't think it was like at the beginning of the season either. I think it was just like they finally because I know Holgram was hot on his tail to bring him back at some point, and he like never let that go. And then one day, he just kind of went back to Colorado. I don't even know if they were a playoff team at the time. He just I, ESPN or whoever, probably not ESPN, but like somebody made a big deal of it. And I remember seeing him skate in his Colorado jersey again, and then I kind of I was pretty upset, so I kind of never watched again. But I'm I I do remember him making an appearance, and then he's kind of trailed off and went back to his homeland, and that was kind of it. Yeah, yeah, he kind of disappeared for a little bit. Did he have any um, quirks or uh, rituals before games or any of that nature? Um, no, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't bad at all. He was like, well, his skates, I mean, you know, that was an issue, but his, he was a little funny with his sticks, like his curves. Um, he, he met, he messed around a lot with that, but it wasn't anything bad. Like he would, he was that guy that would be like, okay, I'll let, they would send a sample and he'd be like, okay, these are good. Get these. So I'd order 24 and about four days later, he'd be like, I think I like this one better. And I'm like, I just ordered. And they're not going to say, oh, it's okay. We'll do something else with them. So then, you know, I'd end up with 48 sticks. And then he, then he would actually go back and forth through them. So it didn't really matter. But that was all. He didn't have any crazy things, though. And he didn't really have any kind of superstitions or anything like that. I um I won't stay on Forsberg too long. But we were talking about that season. Um, as the season went on, what was and after Hitchcock and I'm not sure when Clark was fired or at least relieved of his duties or moved he somewhere. Stepped down. He, just he stepped he down. Him. I knew it was something different. He wasn't flat out fired. Yeah. Uh, so you saw your head coach and your very longtime general manager uh, change hands. Um, what was the morale like, not just in the locker room, but within the organization? You know, it actually always stayed pretty positive. Like, um, I felt like I, I know I've always told people I know we weren't we didn't win a lot of games, but the guys they were always they always battled and they tried. Like, I mean, especially after the deadline when we started, we got a few of those pieces. I mean, it was kind of a and you'd probably say how can it be exciting? It was just kind of exciting because Marty Marty. Uh, Marty B. Marty Biron was like playing well. You know, we won some games. Up, he was scoring. He was fast. You know, Kobe. You know, you're like, wow, this kid's gonna be a good defenseman. So it was kind of like exciting at the end. Like, all right, we're gonna make. You know, we're gonna probably Homer's gonna make some moves. Hopefully, he gets the. They name him. You know, he was uh, interim GM, um, but the guys really liked him, and and um, he's like a player's GM coach whatever like going back to that but uh it was actually the morale was really good and you know it wasn't like we ever the guys ever laid down and just like said uh we're not very good we're not gonna play hard they always they always played hard and i you know i remember thinking like i thought a lot of the guys because they did play hard you know they didn't win a lot obviously with the record but they never were just like mailing it in either so you know it was a tough year that way, but it, it never got to be a negative uh, atmosphere. That's for sure. Well, correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I, I believe what you're saying. And in a sense that Holgram was named general manager, he did acquire Briere, 
Seaman and N. Hartnell, and with yep. those same guys that you were talking about, I thought they went to the Eastern Conference Finals against Pittsburgh yep. the very next year. We did, and you know what? Like, shoulda, coulda, woulda, but, I mean, if you remember, like, Kobe got hurt. He got a puck in the face. He didn't oh, yeah. he played a game or two. Uh, Kimo had the blood clots. He didn't play. Someone else, a forward. You know, I'm not saying we would have beat that. I think they won the cup that year. I think it was their first with Sid's first, they beat Detroit, if I'm not mistaken, that year. We lost to them, like you said, in the Eastern Conference Final. I think we only won one game. Uh, we might have won one at home, but we didn't get swept because we went back for game five. That's where we lost, but we were we were decimated with injuries. Um, but you're right. Like, it was a big turnaround. Like, obviously getting Chemo, Danny, and Hartnell was awesome. And then with the other guys, you know, Uppy. Oh, and Loops, too. We got Loops, too. Lupul, because he scored a game seven winner in Wash. Took oh, I'll never forget that. Yeah, that uh, game seven overtime. Um, yeah, and um, Umberger had a pretty good series against Montreal. I'll never forget that one either. Gosh. That got him that big deal in Columbus. Yeah, I mean he was yeah. a good player anyway. Like he was a good player. I mean RJ was a good player, man. He just he got it. He ran into back issues. Um, you know, people may not know about the guy was struggling like. He was in pain, but he played – probably played in Columbus when he shouldn't have, to be honest with you. Probably should have let himself get better, but he wanted to play, and that's how some of these guys are. But, yeah, we had a good we had a good team. Those young guys stepped up, you know, Richie. I mean, we had a pretty, pretty good team that year. Yeah, I was going to say, I heard somebody say this year, the why not us. I'm like, that was the – 08 or uh, 07 08 tagline. That's yeah. I've heard that before. I know I have. Yeah. Uh, I mean, about 10 years ago or over 10 years ago at this point. Um, but that's good. It sounds like the team didn't adjust well to the changes in the rules, but as they kept the morale pretty good and then yeah. they started to see towards the future. So, I mean, that's pretty good. Um, I, we hear, I was waiting to have you tell me guys wanted to be traded and, and well, it just was, it was just was terrible. Cause I, I went to a few games that year, but the one that sticks out and tell me if you remember this was fan appreciation night. Uh, I don't remember who we played. I know we lost one, nothing. And the way the goal was scored, uh, Marty Biron went to, uh, just, send the puck out and there was the flyers defenseman coming back the other way. He hit it directly off the defenseman and it went right back into the net. And I'll never forget that. I'm like fan oh. appreciation night, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really get scored on. He scores on himself. It's a, and it was, that was it. It was the only goal. One, nothing. You don't remember who it was against? God, I don't know. That's the one thing I can't remember. I, if I guessed, I, it'd be, it'd just be a guess, but yeah, I do fan appreciation night, whatever year that was. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. The the game was one, nothing. <laughs> that's unbelievable. I don't remember that. I'm surprised. I don't, but I don't. I'm telling the truth. I swear. No, um, <laughs> I just got to throw that out there. But, yeah. Um, well, it's good that uh, after that season, it was, uh, we didn't dwell down there like a lot of other teams because, uh, us in Philly, we're pretty rough. Could Jim, can you imagine if we were doing the podcast back then? Oh boy. You know what? That's <laughs> kind of, that's kind of something I had on my mind and maybe it, it comes later on for, you know, if we touch on later seasons, but I'm going to, I'll ask you now and then, you know, I'll ask you again in the, in future episodes, but the players, right? Philly's like a big sports town big uh sports market hockey market like i heard a couple years ago that philadelphia is maybe the the fans are most closest to what 
uh, Canadian fans are like up in Canada. You know, I, for, I forget where I read that, but it was meant as a compliment, you know, to the fans of Philadelphia and the media in Philadelphia. Are players aware of like the media? Because I, I'm just going to say this and, you know, we have some friends now that are involved in media and they're, they're, gener- they're generally good people, but some of them I just want to be like, why would you ask these questions or why would you put these guys out there like that and make them look this way? Are players aware of certain people? Yeah, they are. Uh, they definitely are. Um, it can be the talk sometimes, you know, like, hey, did you see what this guy said or this girl said or, you know, this reporter, obviously. Um, it, Yeah, they definitely do sometimes. And that's that was a hard thing for me is like, well, it's got to be harder on them. But when you know, when you know people and you're with them every single day and you see something's written or you, especially when guys act like they know what's going on in locker room, when they have no idea, like, you know, there's people that write things that are like, Oh, this is going on. No one's telling them anything and it's never right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, unless you have a situation where a player may have told a reporter, but I know since I've been here, I don't think that ever happened. So something it's like, but, you know, I'm the kind of person where well, I obviously have a job to do, but I respect everyone. And, and, you know, I would never, obviously would never say anything. I never did. I never, I was nice to every reporter I ever ran into. Like, even if I knew they said something really stupid, you know, because, you know, can I, can I bring do- up a name? Yeah, sure. So a guy that really used to bug the hell out of me. Uh, you remember Tim Panaccio? And maybe maybe you have a good relationship with him. I don't know, but I'm just speaking personally. That guy just he bothered me, man. I felt like he had an agenda against certain players. And I'm not saying that I don't even know if it's possible. I mean, if you're a member of the media, you can spin people's opinions of, you know, yeah. people a certain way. And I don't know if he can contribute to getting somebody booted out or whatnot. But as a fan, that's what that's how I perceive things. And and so I'm wondering like was he one of those guys that players were kind of like, I'd be careful what you say to him. Um, he, uh, I know he had some moments where there were some guys that really weren't fans, obviously. Yeah. Um, I never had a problem with Panache. Like we always actually got along. I busted his balls like constantly. <laughs> so, Good. you know, I would just give him shit like every day, you know, and I would see him and, you know, I got along fine with him. I do understand what you're saying, though. I know what you mean. There were times where you'd be like scratching your head, like, "What? What? Yeah, why, why would you? Why would why, yeah, why write that? Yeah, especially when you know it's one thing to write your opinion on a game, but when guys start talking about, "Well, I heard from a source stuff. that's going on," like it's never right, or I've never seen it in Philadelphia where something was dead on because I know. I can't say much, but in my situation, I heard some things that were said, and I'm just like, I'm hearing things, and I'm not allowed to speak. Like, and you want to take up for yourself. Um, so I know, like, there's times where guys like Panache was a guy that um, ruffled some feathers, I guess you would say. But like I said, I never had a problem with with Tim. Um, you know, but I, I I I understand and I agree with what you're saying. There were times where you're just like. What like? Why are you doing that? Saying that, like, what is you know? Talk about the hockey, you know, or whatever. But again, I'm not a writer. Yeah, why do you want to get personal? I, think, I, I, I never understood that. 
I, I don't understand it either unless, you know, some people may, you know how some people are like, to, you talk to, like I've talked to the guy, he used to travel, you know, he used to be with, he worked for us. So like I was around him a lot and uh, he wasn't like a negative person. You talk to him, you're laughing, you're like, I can't believe he actually wrote something like that because you're, you're with him and he's not a negative guy. But I think, I wonder sometimes with people, it's almost like being a heel in wrestling, you oh, know. Right. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. So, you know how many people there are that want to read negative things and want to be negative. Yeah. Uh, I think some people write like that because they know people are going to read it. They're going to eat it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so, there's, I, I go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. No, think. no. That's just that's what I think. Maybe that played into it a little bit. I don't know. I never asked the man that, but I just sometimes you read things and you're like, like why are you writing this? It's like the most negative thing ever, you know? So is there anybody I'm going to put you on the spot? And if you don't feel comfortable naming a name, that's okay. Is there anybody that comes directly to mind when you think about, you know, what's this guy doing in the locker room? Like we don't really want this guy around or, you know, he's going to try to spin stuff. If I say something this way, the the guy you had to look out for. Not me necessarily, but there there is a guy. But I honestly, I don't want to say. Okay. I get off when we're sure, talking, sure. but not. I don't want to say. But yeah, yeah. there's definitely someone. I'll, I'll say since the Twitter has become of age, one guy that I worry about because it's almost like they don't lie, but they say something as a uh, a just a, a blatant statement that it, you know is going to be taken out of context. Yeah. And they say, and it's that same Carcitti for me. And it's like, I read what he said and I know the player said it, but there's no context surrounding it. And luckily the good thing with Twitter is they recognize that and they attack. So I'm, I'm hoping for you guys and the players now, it's not as bad that we can sometimes read between the lines and call them for their BS. And yeah. he, I don't want to say he's a bad reporter or anything, but it's like, what? come on. Like, what? Because remember for a while, Jim, it was him and uh, Kate Smith is all he would ever talk about. Oh, my was, God. It was, it was <laughs> like, all right, Sam, enough. You were going to ask you about that one of these days, too. Yeah. No, oh, not tonight. <laughs> but he, he write these, like, statements, and it's like, all right, that may be a fact, but there's more content behind that. When you just put it out like that, it's going to take on a life of its own, and that's not fair. And I hated when he would do that. And this is me as a casual fan, and I can recognize that. It's like I think there's so much coverage now with every different outlet that maybe it's not as much as an issue as it was back then, which is a good thing. But I can definitely understand the frustration, and especially in your situation when you can't say anything and there's stuff being said. It's like, really? You know that? Because – I can't speak to anybody. So how did you, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it just, it gets me a little fired up to be honest with you. Cause I think that's very unfair. And, um, I, I, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> Not as much as you obviously, but yeah. it's, it's gotta be frustrating for it sure. Does. It sucks. It sucks. That's for sure. But I'm just going to, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Derek. No, that's it. I was just saying it. You're right. It, it does. It sucks. It does. It does piss you off. It does. I'm going to move on to a little something maybe a little bit more positive. So this is a young team. I mean, you you came up with these guys. You had a lot of them with the Phantoms we mentioned already. Richards, Carter, even Ben Eager. Uh, how do these guys I'm, – I'm, I'm interested. How did they determine who a captain was going to be? Wasn't it 
I can't remember. Was Jason, Jason Smith wasn't around with these guys, was he? Yeah, he was a captain. He was the first. Oh, he was. I think, I think he just he came into camp. He, he had been a captain, obviously. Gator was just, man, I'll tell you what. This guy, you talk about a warrior. I mean, I, you, remember, you guys remember that picture? I think it was a billboard. It was like his face. His nose was broken. He's got thin <laughs> tape over, two black eyes, blood just pouring out of his face. I can't remember the caption, but it was on a billboard. But this guy, the last game that we played uh, the regular season, obviously we made the playoffs. It may have been the next to last game. I don't think he played in the last game. He had broken both his clavicles from a hit. He got hit like this, and he had fractures. Okay, his shoulder was uh, was like separated. He had a certain degree, you know, separation. His he broke his thumb about five times that year. Holy shit! He would like hold, take his uh, thumbs broke again. Like it was insane. He didn't. He played. So this is a true story. I came in. He would. He. I don't think he played the last game of the year. But even if he did, whatever. We're getting ready to go to Washington for game one and two, and it was. It was the day before practice. It was the practice day. Then the next day we practiced in the morning and then we were headed to Washington. So I went into the medical room and I asked the medical uh, trainer. Gator was on the uh, bench on the, sorry, on the table. He had ice packs covering him, his chest all the way down his arms. And he was just sitting there. He was watching TV. <laughs> and I was just like, what's up Gator? He's like, not much nasty. You know, he's just like always happy, always in a good mood. And I went into the room, into the, office and they were glass and everything was glass so you could see me i guess he heard me i didn't think i said it loud enough but i said am i taking gator's gear because i mean look at him like you know i knew he had uh, fractured clavicles or whatever and everything with his shoulder like the guy couldn't lift his he couldn't bring his arm like past you know he couldn't like raise his arm over his head like literally could not either arm and uh he heard he must have heard me and he goes Yes, you're taking my gear nasty. Why wouldn't you? And I'm like, okay, just ask him. I, <laughs> I said, just making sure, bro. I wasn't sure. He goes, I'm playing. Don't worry. And I said, all right. And I'm just like, so he's getting, you know, everything they had to do to him. And he could have scored a game-winning goal, and he wouldn't even be able to raise his arms. And that's not a lie. Like, he could not raise his arms up. Even numbed, even shot up and numbed yeah. for the game. He couldn't, he still couldn't get his arms up. It was it was crazy, and the guy played. He played These are just regular season games, right? No, that was I'm talking about the playoffs. The playoffs, okay. But during the year, he broke his nose. He broke his thumb. He kept breaking his thumb. I don't know if it was left or I think it was his right hand. He was a right hand shot, Gator. Yeah, it was his lower hand on a stick. But he kept breaking his thumb. He'd take his thing. He'd be bleeding. He get hit, you know, like on his thumbs because he blocked shots like crazy. Yeah, yeah. You just see blood. He take his glove of blood be squirting up out of the end of his fingers. <laughs> Like, does that not hurt, dude? Yeah, like Terminator. It does. <laughs> he was just—he was an awesome guy to have around, man. He was—he was such a such a warrior, and he was really good with the kids. And he had been a captain, so I think it was more of you know Homer and Johnny Stevens saying, "Hey, this guy's a captain. Like, let's let's bring him in here." You know, was and he's kind of was it kind of known that they were gonna. I mean, I, they moved on from him, I think, the next season. Is yeah. It was so it kind of known that they were, like, going to groom somebody to be this style of of, of captain, for as an example? Or 
I think Richie, they knew Richie had it in him and that's, you know, Richie had always been a captain and that's, that's the way they were going to end up going. Um, I'm trying to think if Gator was and Richie wasn't that soon, was he? Or maybe he was. Maybe he was the next. Maybe right after. Yeah. I think he was. I mean, I, I can't think of another guy. Yeah, I think he was. But um, you know, Gator. I think if he wasn't so banged up, they may let him play another year because he ended up going to Ottawa. Um, That's right. But he, he, you know, he was just he was banged up. He was so hurt. Like he had issues with everything. But just because of the way he played, because he was just, you know, he's a warrior. Is that a big deal in the room? Because uh, some people would argue. It's just a letter on the uniform, whereas I, I don't know if you even want to call it like old school anymore, but I think, you know, uh, I'll speak for myself. I think Jack's kind of the same way. If, if you're the captain or an assistant captain, like it's an honor and, you know, you're looked at as a, a leader. Is it, is it kind of like that in the locker room or they look at it just like a letter? Um, no, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely, you know, they're looking to those guys and when there's, you know, things aren't going great. You know, after a bad game, those guys usually speak. You know, they're the first to talk. You know, with with this with this group, and you know, Jake Jake does a lot of it. Coots talks, even though he's a quiet guy, he talks. G, you know, G's kind of one of those guys. He leaves it all on the ice, you know. Um, but he he obviously talks, but Jake is like very vocal. Um, Simmer was very vocal, but yeah, everyone looks up to those guys. You, know, you ever see say you ever see anybody say you know what I don't think that's for me. Wearing a captain. Yeah, or or a ladder. Yeah. Mm. Even talking to the media, really. Yeah, um, I can't say that I ever. I can't, I don't think I've ever heard anybody like say like I, no, I don't want to be it. But I've I've seen guys pissed off because they didn't get an A. <laughs> oh, get out! Uh, oh yeah, like they feel like you know. And I think you see, well, I know with us the last few years, like this year, like they kind of split up. So if you noticed, Hazy wore it. Um, I think Hazy wore it on the road, the NA, and then Jake would wear it at home in the orange or black. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way it was. Um, it could be vice versa, but, you know, it was always Coots with an A, and then Jake and uh, Hazy switched off back and forth. Uh, I think they did that with McDonald, too. I think they yep. had it. Yeah, AMAC. AMAC had an A. Uh, who did he switch with? Who was it last year? Simmer? Phelps. Simmer and... Phelps. 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 Oh, yeah. Elvis uh, just reminded me of Phelps. Oh, had a name. Oh, wow. That's, That's, player. A good pull. That's a good pull by Elvis. I wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of that. You can ask him about the 74 team and he knows. Like, I mean, Listen. I hear what he's saying over there, and I've agreed with everything he said before. I've been like, that's true. He's right. <laughs> We're going to have to get him on the show, man. He's like a regular. A wealth of knowledge. He'll be on the trivia show with me one day. He was he, a few years ago, a uh, couple years ago when Hexy was here. Hexy loved loved Elvie, and he was so good to him. And we had gone upstairs to do something, and and, El- and Hexy's like, get in here, Elvie. And he's like, uh, starts talking to him, and he's like, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite player? And he goes, Elvie goes, hmm, the legend. And Hexy looks at me, he goes, the legend. I said, tell him the name. And he's like, he's like, Nolan Patrick. <laughs> so he's like, the legend. And, you know, it was no uh, Patty's rookie year. And I said, I explained to him, Nolan always says, what's up, Elvie, you absolute legend. So that's, that's, oh my God. Elvis. Yeah, so Elvie always 
calls him the ledge. That's what he would say. The ledge. What's up? The ledge. <laughs> That's too funny. He goes, so uh, then Hexy goes, oh, who, who else? Who else your favorite player? And Elvis goes, that War 19? Um, and he's like, well, just in general. He goes, well, my favorite players are War 19. Or he's a like, Scotty Hartnell. And Hexy's like, okay. And then he goes, mm, Rick McLeish. Wow. And Hexy's like, what? And he's like, how does he know Rick McLeish? I said, because he takes all my books and all my dad's books that we always had, yearbooks, and he goes through them. Like, Dude, that's awesome. It's He knows. Who'd you say? Who was the first captain? Uh, Lou Angotti. Lou Angotti. He said that the other day. No, he wore seven? <laughs> he told today so today he was like the other day he says the pro today we're golf we're golf uh what do you call it where were we top golf, top golf. <laughs> so he's i need him with me all times boys just to remind me of things but uh, <laughs> no, we're, we're, but he said to me the other night dad what was Provy's first number and i said 64 um and he's like nope 79 and i'm like no i don't think i ever gave that number to a forward and he's like shows me this picture probably wearing 79 his first camp and i was like well then why'd you ask me because i don't remember <laughs> and then so today he asked Provy, and Provy said my first year was 79 then it was 64 i like that he quizzes you he remember he remembers these things i don't i don't know how, how but. many fans don't know who the first captain of the team was I- he not not only did he know, he pulled it up in 1.6 seconds. <laughs> like he knew the question was coming. Like that's yeah, impressive. Now he's he's he knows his, his uh, flyer stuff. We could maybe use him for some reference checks during some yeah. shows. I know. <laughs> I trust him over Wikipedia. That's yeah, who sure. needs the internet. You got Elvis over there. <laughs> he can tell you the numbers. He see he threw up a, the name the year we went to the finals. He I don't know what made him say it, but he was like. Dad, is Mika Pirola still playing? And I was like, what? I forgot he was even here. Like, what? What did? You, what made you think of his name? Like, oh poor Mika. God. I feel bad. I actually forgot about Mika. He was here. He wore 27. Right? Number maybe 27. it's maybe now it's that, all the hand sanitizer stuff going on. I do, I do remember him being added in the offseason, but that's about yeah. it. <laughs> barely, he barely played. but he Exactly. Was, he was with us. And I, I honestly... He was a thin guy that was like really quiet, you know. Like you wouldn't even know he's at the rink unless you saw him. Um, yeah. he's one of those guys, but great guy. I haven't in a long time. But he, I just like almost fell over when he brought his name. Like, oh God, I totally forgot about that guy. But anyway, too good, man. Yeah, we could do a whole show on. Yeah, you remember this guy, Elvis? That's what that's it. We're gonna be Wednesdays with Settlemeyer, uh, <laughs> and Thursdays with Elvis. <laughs> there you go. So, dude, what's up? Like <laughs> panic. Nah, he's, nah, he plays it cool, man. The whole time, he's a star already. He's a legend. He's a mess. So we could wrap up. We're kind of pushing over an hour here. It's getting a little bit late. I don't want to keep you too long. So, man, we talked about a ton in this episode. Another awesome episode. Yeah, we jumped around. For a bad season, yeah. I think we made the best of it. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. So, yeah, we can wrap up. Uh, obviously, everybody, if you want to check out uh, Derek's shop, SettleMeyerSkateShop.com. SkateSharpening.com, sorry. SkateSharpening.com, I'm sorry. That's uh, all right. You had a visitor today. Did anybody ask you? Do you know Sean? He, he told me he came into your shop today. I'm like, I don't know if I believe you, buddy. Uh, Sean Coombs? Yeah. Coombsy? 
I called Combs. Yeah, he uh, he came in with his two boys. He had he had bought a hat from me. Yeah. A pretty cool hat. He bought it. He he did. You know, you can customize any hat you want, and yeah. he did old school flames colors with Gilmore's number, Dougie Gilmore. It looked actually pretty sick hat. That sounds so, awesome. So he came and picked it up uh, today. He brought his boys, and he got a little treat because uh, Proby pulled up and came in the shop and walked in, and, and uh, he was telling me a story, and he was, like, looking. <laughs> he was kind of looking at Proby, and he goes, okay, I can't even think straight. This has got me a little messed up. <laughs> But he actually brought you up. He actually mentioned you today. Hang on, buddy. Um, and I, he's like, yeah, we kind of go at it a little bit on Twitter or something he's like that. He's always busting my balls on there about something. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Jim's said, an easy I'm, target. I said, I don't, <laughs> I'm not getting in the middle of any of that. I said, my <laughs> I said, you guys are my boys. I said, you know. And he said, oh, no, I'm not saying anything bad. He's like, we just kind of go at it and everything. But it was funny. He was trying to, but he was playing it. He was playing. I shouldn't say try. He was playing it cool. I know he knew who Proby was, you know, yeah, I, yeah. It's this guy. He comes in. I have like these tables and chairs sitting there and these kids were just like, <laughs> like they were looking and I was, and I, you know, they were well, like Proby would have been happy to take a pay. They didn't even ask, which was kind of funny, but, um, the two twins that you were talking to today. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was like telling me a story and he, he was kind of losing his train of thought. And he finally, he goes, Okay, he's got me a little messed up right now. I can't <laughs> straight. Was he's funny. a funny dude, man. He really is funny. Oh man, I was he's, laughing. He's like really like bluntly honest, which I I really like. But he's always giving me shit on the Twitter. He's a good guy though. <laughs> he, well, he yeah he 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 did mention that to me today really quick, and I just said, hey, they're my guys, man. I and he's like, no, 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 I'm I'm not saying anything bad. I said, okay, well, I said I don't want to get in a feud if there's a feud, but nah, uh, there's no feud. Man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna know if he's listening or not now because I mentioned his name. So yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He yeah. always he always tells me, "Oh, I listen to your show, blah blah blah." Well, we'll see now, buddy. I mentioned you. Yeah. So, yeah, cool little story there. So we'll wrap up. We got uh, Jack's got full circle coming out on Monday. Make sure you guys check that one out. We got a new high and wide episode last night already out, and we have the bright side with Josh Bright coming out on Friday. So a lot going on. Uh, putting together some new articles for hwhockey.net. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, once again, SettleMeyerSkateSharpening.com. Did I get it right that time? You got it. You got it. Awesome, guys. Make sure you check that out. Buy some merch. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back in two more weeks. So for Jack and Derek, I'm Jim. Have a good night, guys. Thanks, fellas.